Hello, everyone. This is Tracy D. Armstrong, and welcome to What's Your Mess? Mental, Emotional, Social Status of Life. And today we have another special guest. We have Miss Felicia Mims. Tell everybody about who you are, Miss Williams Mims. Hello, world. I am Felicia Mims. I am a registered nurse, an ER nurse of 16 years. I'm a mother of three beautiful girls. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I, um, you know, have a lot of hats that I wear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a few of those hats that you wear. So you say you're a registered nurse. I am. So let's talk about that because I know that you haven't always been a registered nurse, correct? No. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about what your mess was? Well, my mess started, of course, back in um, when I was six years old, I've always wanted to be a registered nurse. Didn't have a nurse in the family, didn't know how I was gonna go about becoming a nurse. I just knew I wanted to be a nurse. So graduating high school, I had no idea of the first step of what to do. So um, my mess began when my brother was like, let's go to EMT school. So I was like, sure. I guess that's how my journey is going to begin. And so I went to EMT school and then I had my first daughter. And so I did not complete my first certification there's three different certifications that you can get. So I was afraid. I didn't go and take the test. I'm at home with this brand new baby. So then I realized I have to do something. I have to push. A fire came down inside of me that never went out. And so I went through EMT school, all the way up through paramedic. And then... So wait, we're going to pause right there okay. because you just unpacked a lot right there. Mm -hmm. I want to go back. So, because mm -hmm. you said a few things. You wanted to be a nurse mm -hmm. ever since you were six. Yes. You started going to EMT school. Mm -hmm. While you were in EMT school, you end up having your first child? I wound up having my first child. Okay. Yes. Let's tell them, well, how old were you when you had your first child? 24. So you were 24. How far were you in EMT school? I finished my basic certification. Okay. And that took you how many years? That took only six, that only takes six months. Okay. So, but let's go backwards. So before then, when I graduated high school, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I went to Texas Southern University here in Houston, Texas. I played volleyball for two years and started my prerequisites. Mm -hmm. um, I stumbled a lot because I failed classes and I had the, <clears throat> the thought that I was going to do my prerequisite at TSU mm -hmm. and transfer to Prairie View to finish my nursing degree. Mm -hmm. That is not what happened. Okay. So I stumbled and stumbled and then I finally, you know, got into, my brother started you know, asked me if I wanted to go ahead and do the EMT program. And I started the EMT program. Okay. So you were 24. I was 24 years old. And then you had your baby. I had my baby. And then did you go right back to EMT school? I did. 
because that's the only thing I knew to do. Okay. I went right back into EMT school. I was working at a hospital at that time called East Houston Regional Medical Center. Mm -hmm. I started um, there as an EMT basic and I never looked back. Mm -hmm. I went all the way through my paramedic, set for my paramedic boards and talk about stumbling. I actually failed my paramedic boards three times. You failed the same test three times? The same test three okay. times. So time out, time out, time out. I want to go back. Okay. So you were in EMT school. You did your certification. And then you went to paramedics training. Mm -hmm. And so you have to take a test to get certified to be a paramedic. Right. And you had already been doing that. The work. You had already been doing the work. And then when you went to take tests, you failed it three times. Yes. How did that happen? <clears throat> I think it was more so of, I didn't know I had test anxiety. Okay. If that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, I would show up for the test and my palms would be sweaty. Mm -hmm. And to take a state test, a national test, you they reach your palm and your thumbprint to make sure it's you. Mm. I, I wouldn't, my palm nor my thumbprint would read. Okay. And so... You know, I would be so nauseous. I was vomiting in the restroom. Okay. I, it was, yeah, it was a bit much for me to go and sit. And then I, I knew the knowledge. I'm working in the field. I'm mm -hmm. doing everything that I'm testing for. And believe me, it is different. And, yep, I felt that test three times. Even though you have to certify hands-on. Mm -hmm in person with your skills to make sure you know what you're doing. And then you go sit for a test. So the skills part, I passed with no problems. Mm -hmm. And then to sit for that test, yes, it was. Okay, so that was paramedic. So then you, did you eventually pass it? I did not. So you never passed your paramedic test? <laughs> no, I never went back to sit for that test. I was so upset. Because I knew the knowledge and I could not understand what the problem was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I was messing up. And so why am I going to continue to mess up and don't know how to fix the problem? Mm. You were messing up. You didn't know how to fix it. So then you just stopped. I stopped. And I told myself, what are you doing? You want to become a nurse, not a paramedic anyway. Oh, so you yeah. was the... So in actuality, you wasn't even trying to do that. You were really just doing that because you thought that that's what the direction you need to go. Absolutely. So in actuality, you failed, but you really didn't fail. Right. I, my path was just a different, a long way around. Okay. And I didn't think, I mean, I failed the test, but I never think that that part of my life was a failure mm -hmm. because that knowledge that I gained helped me through nursing school, that knowledge that I gained, helped me to this day save lives. Because as a paramedic, you're taught to think outside the box. You're taught to use whatever you have around you and make it work. Mm -hmm. And so that knowledge, I, no one can ever take that away from me. I have a degree sitting at my house right now, a paramedic degree. I just don't have the licenses to practice. And so that never... I felt the test, but that was not a part of failure. It made me who... It made me even a better nurse today, mm -hmm. learning all of those skills, learning all of that information, you know, it, it made me a better nurse. So let's, so then when was that? So when in between EMT, having your baby, paramedic training, 
then what did you do after that? Because you just say you have your you have your certification, your nursing degree. Was that right so, after that? So I still had my basic um, certification. So I kept working in the emergency room, okay. um, in the ER, you know, learning all the things that I could learn from the experienced nurses that I was around. And um, at that time, I kept taking my prerequisites for nursing school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm done with paramedic. Let me focus on the original goal, mm -hmm. which is nursing. So I went on and started my AMP1, AMP2, microbiology, all of the things that I needed to get into nursing school. My focus was nursing school, nursing school, nursing school. And so once I finished all the prerequisites that I needed to get in nursing school, I applied. You ready for the second failure? Okay. I applied to, they tell you apply to all the nursing schools mm -hmm. that you want to go to. Mm -hmm. And that I did. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because the lady that I sat in front of to interview for nursing school was the same lady that hired me seven, eight, eight years ago at the job that I was working at, at East Houston. Okay. So she hired me as a EMT. Mm -hmm. And now she's the director of a nursing program. And she knew that that was my original goal in the first place. So she's like, I was like, oh, I know I'm in the door. Mm -hmm. I just know it. No. Out of the three techs, it was three of us that applied at the same time. I was the only one that did not get accepted. So this was to nursing school? This was to nursing school. So why didn't you, do you know why? I don't know why. To this day, I do not understand why. And what nursing school was that to? That was Kingwood. Okay. Kingwood Nursing School. So then what happened? So then I reapplied. Mm -hmm. But I applied to Lee College, Baytown Lee. Mm -hmm. And I was accepted. And I remember during that time, I just really felt, I felt like a failure. Mm -hmm. I was defeated. Like you literally let the air out of the balloon. I was like, what, you know, what am I, what am I doing? Why am I even trying at this point, you know? And so, um, you know, I was just emotional wreck. I just kept doing what I know to do, which is go to work and still do the skills that I knew to do. But I was like, what am I going to do at this point? I remember praying and saying, God, if you allow me to let anybody say yes, I'm applying to HCC downtown. I'm reapplying to Kingwood. I'm applying to Baytown Lee College. I'm applying to San Jack, even though I didn't want to go to San Jack. <laughs> my first degree was from San Jack. I didn't want to go back. However, I remember my prayer specifically was, Lord, if you allow anybody to say yes, to accept me into nursing school, I'm going to give you my best. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. I'm not going to slack. There will be no lack. I am going to give you my best. And I just, that was my prayer. I just let one person say yes. And Baytown Lee College said yes. Okay. I was so happy. Like, I was like, oh, you done messed up, baby. Mm. You got the right one. <laughs> so how long, though, from EMT school to... It took me two, like a year and a half, almost two years to actually get accepted. Okay. Into... The nursing program. So at this point in my life, I'm 28, mm -hmm. 27. Okay. I'm 27 years old, 27, 28 years old. Mm -hmm. 
still applying for nursing school, still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know what I want to do, but what is the pathway to get there? Mm -hmm. So I, like I said, I just did what I, what I've seen others do. And so I applied when they say yes, it was on and popping. So you got accepted into Lee. Now, what did you do from there? So um, Lee was a different booger. Okay. Although nursing school anywhere is. Mm -hmm. Nursing school anywhere is. It will make you rethink every decision that you have made to want to become a nurse. Um, I remember day one sitting in there. We had to be there at nine o'clock. We're all outside. We're all excited. We have our tablets and our pens and we're like, oh, we made it into nursing school. We're high-fiving people. And by 12 o'clock, I was crying. I called my mom. I was like, why did I do this? I already had work that needed to be turned in in two days. And I had a stack of work that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? This is too much already. They went from nine to 12, it's lunchtime. I called my mom, I can't do this, this is too much. This is, what am I doing? And my mom was like, it's not too much. You mm -hmm. can do it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna stick it out. You're gonna be all right. I'm like, lady, you don't know. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. So went through the classes. Um, there was a lot of stumbling blocks in the classes. So at this time, I'm the the breadwinner from my home. Mm -hmm. So um, I could not work one um, full time hours at East Houston mm -hmm. Regional Medical Center because of the workload. It was very taxing. It was very, very busy there. And so I picked up a second job okay. and I started working at Neighbors, Neighbors Emergency Center. And um, there at Neighbors, the pace was a lot slower and they paid me more. So throughout nursing school, that's where I spent most of my time in order to make enough money in order to take care of me and my household. Mm -hmm. So I'm working two jobs. I'm working at East Houston. Mm -hmm. I'm working at Neighbors Emergency Center. Mm -hmm. I'm still being a mother. Mm -hmm. I'm still being a wife. I'm still being a daughter. And I am praying, literally. I've never prayed so much in my life. Literally praying every day that I go to nursing school. Lord, help me get through this day, this specific day. If it was test day, Lord, help me with this test. Holy Spirit, show me the answer. I'm telling you, honey, nursing school will make you, it don't matter who you believe in, you're going to find somebody to believe in. <laughs> That's just the way nursing school is. However, I prayed. I remember crying. I remember being my steering wheel. I remember rethinking, like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I can't do this. Like all you on this emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And they tell you to find your butter buddy on day one. Mm -hmm. And they tell you, you know, of the two buddies that you're sitting in between, look to your left, look to your right. One of them not going to be here next semester. <laughs> and that was the truth. 
I'm telling you, I was like, okay, what? So I switched up buddies. Um, Did one of your buddies fall off? Yes. That was a little <laughs> Oh, okay. So <laughs> I was, I was like, whoa. And so, you know, passed a couple classes. I failed this one class. I remember failing my first class in nursing school. It was pediatrics. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I was reading the chapters, making notes. I could not understand why I couldn't get through it. And my teacher, Ms. Rogers, she would tell me every test. So every test that you fail, you have to go and talk to your instructor to say, hey, why did you fail? Let's look at this test. Let's go over it. Maybe you're thinking different. Maybe you're thinking too much. Maybe, you, you know. So I would go to her week after week. And this young lady would tell me something's wrong with your brain. You're, you're a failure. You would never become a nurse. This is weak. Time out. Time out. As an educator. Time out. Yes. Okay. So you went to your instructor. And I know college is different. Mm-hmm. And I know instructors do their own thing the way they want to do it. Now. You failed the test. Yes. You went to your instructor like you were supposed to. Absolutely. You were asking your instructor for guidance. Absolutely. Your your instructor said something was wrong with your brain. Yes. And you're you're telling me that your instructor, this is not funny. However, you're saying that your instructor for nursing school said you will never become a nurse. Absolutely. She told me I needed to see a psychiatrist. She, this is a thing. Oh, man. Okay. Why would she say that? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing. I'm reading the chapters and I'm like, I, I'm drilling it. I am looking over my notes. I'm making extra notes. I'm highlighting. I'm underlining. I mean, I'm making flashcards. I am going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And I was still feeling that. So I remember one time I was like, I promise you that answer is not in this book. Mm -hmm. I read the book. Mm -hmm. You know, after the first test, you really don't read the book. But then I started failing. So I was like, no, I got to read. I get Mm -hmm. this. No, I I need to read. So I'm reading and I'm doing the extra. She, I remember, she was like, oh, yes, it is. I was like, where? She would tell me, turn to page 373. I'm on page 373. The book's out. The test is out. And I'm like, where's the answer? She said, oh, it's over there in that little bitty box. And I would be like, so he took a test question. Out of all these words in this chapter, you, that you chose that one little bitty box. So then I learned. Okay, look in the so little bitty boxes. Look in the little bitty boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm all in the boxes. I'm reading, I'm reading literally the first word to the last word. It didn't matter if it was in a box, a circle, triangle, highlighted, not. I'm reading everything. Mm -hmm. And for the life of me, I could not recover. I could not recover. And yet still, instead of having someone to motivate me, Mm -hmm. to keep going, to pursue my goal, you're going to be fine. No. And week after week, I was told how I was not going to be a nurse. Something is wrong with my brain. I might need to see a psychiatrist. 
you, you'll never pass this class. And so I was bummed. I failed that class, went on to the next because they continue to let you go on. I went on to MedSurge, called it a day, passed that, no problems. And then I knew I was going to have to take pediatrics again in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Took peds, guess what? Passed it. I mean, maybe because I reread the book three or four times, but I passed it. And then my second stumbling block was psych. I was, psych is different. And that was the second class that I failed in nursing school. Talk about an emotional roller coaster. I was done. Mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, I know the promise I told you, but I reneged. This is impossible. This can't be, I, I cannot. I'm working two jobs, trying to take care of a kid, you know, still trying to take care of my mom, my dad, you know, take care of the responsibilities of a home. Is what more do you want? You cannot drain blood out of a tunnel. Mm -hmm. I am dry. I am drier than a raisin at this point. I am fed up. I am tired. It's just, it was just so much. And I had one instructor, she pulled me to the side and she said, I know how you feel, but it's okay. You're going to be all right. I was like, no, you don't know how I feel <laughs> because you have done this before. You have your degree. You have made it. I'm trying to make it. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're good. I'm not good. So I left. I went and picked up my baby from school and I was bawling. I was crying because I thought that that was the end of it. So I didn't get the pass to continue on nursing school. Mm -hmm. So I left and I was like, oh, well, it's done. I'm like defeated. Mm -hmm. I am um, just, I've just given up on life. Like literally, Sometimes to be truthful, I was like, I might as well just drive off this bridge. I'd probably be better off. Mm. It was, it got that bad some days. It really did because, you know, when life is crumbling on you, your bills is crumbling, your school is crumbling, you know, your child is like sick or whatever the case may be. And then your husband is not saying like it, life, every, every part of your life is crumbling on you. It's like, what else? Mm. What else? And so I, I understand and I can cope and sympathize when people say, I have nothing left. Mm -hmm. I have, there's nothing more that you can drain from me. There's nothing, I have nothing else left to give you. Mm -hmm. And I remember picking up my daughter from the road school and she was like, mama, why are you crying? Why are you crying? And I said, I have nothing left. I can't do this. This is just too much. It's my lifelong dream. And I can't do it. I can't do it, baby. I'm talking to my daughter. And the crazy part about it is I got a phone call. Mm -hmm. And the instructor said, come back. Come back to the school. What you want me to come back for to humiliate me? Like, <laughs> what else do you want from me? And so I come back, me and my daughter. And she said, we're giving you another opportunity. Mm. I was like, another opportunity? She was like, we didn't think we were going to offer these classes in the summertime, but if you take the rest of the, this track, the rest of your nursing classes in this order, you'll still be able to graduate with your class. Mm. 
and you'll be able to finish. And all I can remember is saying, there is a God. There is a God in the midst of the lowest point in my life when I wanted to give up there was a glimpse of sunshine. There was a glimpse of God, a glimpse of hope. And it, that's all I needed was a spark, just a little spark of hope, just a little spark of God. And, oh, baby, I went running. Oh, you gave me another opportunity? Oh, that's all I needed. And yeah, so... I went through nursing school. I finished. I had to take some summer classes because I failed that class. And one of the greatest joys of life was when, so you have the lighting ceremony, Florence Nightingale, and you light your lamp. This is your beginning of your journey as a nurse. You get to light your lamp. And so I remember walking into my ceremony and of course, at that time, my last name was Williams. So I'm one of the ones that's in the back. I'm the, <laughs> the, second, the w. second to the last person walking in. And I walked in with tears in my eyes, with my hands raised, praising God because of the opportunities, praising God because he didn't give up on me. He didn't allow me to give up on me. And he saw me through he kept his promise to me, which was for me to become a nurse. I remember in the middle of nursing, right after, right before I fell that second time, I had a dream and I saw me walking across the stage in my dream. And it was so funny. So when I fell, I was like, God, you have a sense of humor. I had that dream like I was going to graduate, but yet still here I'm filling a class. How does that happen? You know how that happened? God. That's how that happened. And so I promised God, <laughs> me promise to God again. So I said that, God, if you got me through my nursing exam, my NCLEX, I will forever take care of your people. I will never clock out on your people. I will never clock out. So it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm at a volleyball game, basketball game, it doesn't matter where I am in the world. I've never clocked out on God's people. Mm -hmm. Because the first time I took the NCLEX, I passed mm. and became a registered nurse. And so, you know, life was a true roller coaster. It's a journey, but it has made me be the best, one of the best nurses on this side of town. Um, like, I care so much for people because I had to fight to get to where I am. I had to literally like, that was a, just a, a earn in me to where I had to get to where, to get to where I am now, to where I don't let people give up. Mm -hmm. I don't give up when I don't have the answer and I'm taking care of a person and it's not going to, I don't give up. I can't give up because it's not in me. It's not built in me. Mm -hmm. That giving up was never built in me even back in nursing school. I can't give up. I don't give up. I never will give up. God answered my prayers. And so I would never clock out on his people. So with all that said, there's no need for me to ask, what was your mental 
emotional social status of life because <laughs> you have already answered mentally you were tore up mentally. emotionally it was a roller coaster yes it was socially a you were working two jobs taking care of everybody so you wouldn't socially that's how it was and that's how your status of life was while you were going through nursing school and everything else so for those listeners who are out there who may be in a similar type of mess, a similar type of situation, whether it be uh, overcoming obstacles, um, going through situations where they have failed at a test or they had a dream that they really want to achieve, but they didn't know how to get there. What suggestions would you give to the listeners as to how they can come through their mess? Well, first and foremost, I would say pray. Um, even if you don't feel like God's listening, um, just say a quick prayer Just and be honest. When I pray, I just talk to God like I'm talking to you. Lord, help me through my mess. I am at the wit's end. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. I need help. Come get me quickly. Um, but for people that, you know, just don't give up. Don't don't give up because there there is hope. There's hope. There's 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 the glimpse of you know there's a glimpse of sunshine. If you can if you would picture if you are at the bottom of the well you can't go any lower. All you can do is look up. You look up and you see sunshine. You look up and you see you know clouds. You see life, and so. When you there, I mean, we all, I can't say we all been there, but, you know, the old people used to tell me, keep living. If you hadn't been there, keep living, keep living. Um, because at, at some point in time in your life, you're going to need to look up. You're going to need to look up and, and, and realize that there is a God. Just pray and just don't give up. No matter how many times you fail, if I would have given up when I didn't pass, my basic test or didn't even go and test when I failed my paramedic test three times um when I didn't get accepted into Kingwood in nursing school if I would have just stopped at any point of time when I failed I would not have reached my goal I really believe reaching your goal in order to reach your goal and be successful sometimes you just need to fail Sometimes you just need to get knocked down off your high horse and be hit with a little bit of reality. You know, none of us is perfect. Um, you know, none of us, um, you know, wake up and, you know, just magically snap your finger and you know how to do everything that you want to do. It just doesn't happen. You're going to have to figure it out. Somebody's going to have to tell you. So you're going to have to be taught. You're going to fail. You're going to stumble. You know, some things you may have had the answer, but you may could do it a different way or a better way. And so becoming successful, I think part of that success is failing. And it is okay. It's okay to fail. You're not a failure because you fail. You're, you're not a failure because you have fallen. You know, I failed some tests, I failed some classes, 
but that doesn't make you a failure. Um, just really, honestly, when you push through and you fight and you have that dog-like mentality of, um, this is what got me through. This is my saying. And this is what I tell anybody that I talk to. I had the mentality of nothing and no one will stop me from reaching my goal. Nothing and no one. That means nothing. I don't care what it is. I didn't have money with my first semester to buy my books. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of things. <laughs> I lived in the I didn't have a lot. And so nothing. My obstacles, my um, you know, all the other things that could have was stumbling blocks, nothing was gonna stop me from reaching my goal. And no one, that teacher, that instructor, that professor that told me all those things. She was not, she was my fire. Believe it or not, she made me have a fire to say, you know what? I'm going to show you that I'm going to become a nurse. I'm going to prove you wrong. So no one, nothing and no one on the face of this earth will stop me from reaching my goal. Once you have that dog-like mentality, and even though you fall, you had that mentality, you're going to get back up because nothing and no one will stop you. From reaching your goal. You had a mentality. Nothing can stop you. You will reach your goal. If not supersede your goal. That's right. That is so right. So right. Oh, that was really, 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 really good. Never Thank knew. You. Never knew. Never knew. Okay. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up with this episode. Uh, any last words? Because those were some awesome. <laughs> those were some awesome suggestions, awesome advice, especially the never giving up part. Any final words for the listeners? Stay in the fight. It's not over until you say it's over. Mm. That's facts. It's not over until you give up. Don't give up. Well, I would like to thank you. Mrs. Felicia Mims, for your time and for your story and for letting everyone in on what your mess was and how you cleaned it up. And how I would like to leave everyone with every episode is if you want to stay sad, live in the past. If you want to be anxious and worried, keep thinking about the future. But if you want to be happy, Focus on the present and be thankful for the things that you have. This is Tracy D. Armstrong, your Motivational Moments Mentor. Have a good one, y'all.